Welcome to and unimaginable life. Okay. Welcome to and unimaginable life. <laughs> okay, my turn. I gotta start. Welcome to and unimaginable life. Before we begin, we have an activations program. It's a four-week program starting December 2nd. There's nothing you have to do. You'll join the group of about 100 people, and you will receive an activation done by Christy, Crystal, and Chris. This will speak through light language directly to the cells of your body and the DNA. It's a very interesting concept. I've had eight activations so far, and my most profound one was last week when I did a private one with Christy, and it was amazing. I felt a lot of things going on during the activation. I saw geometric patterns. I felt a shift in my sacral and root chakras. And then coming out of that, the next day I woke up with so much energy, and I've had this energy since then. It's really profound. It's I've never felt anything like this. My body feels fantastic. It took a few activations to get to this point, but that's what this level one activation is all about, is getting your body ready for that. This is an idea of coherence where we are unifying the body, mind, and spirit, as talked about on the last podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one, it's uh, definitely worth your time. But what they're saying is that these activations speak to the DNA directly through light language. For me, I'm 60 years old. I don't have a pain anywhere in my body, no aches, nothing. I have so much energy. I'm sleeping great and really productive. I get so much inspiration now and I'm acting easily on this inspiration. It was really like there was a release of fear. I could actually sort of feel it leave my body. And with that, a lot of my limiting beliefs left as well. So it was much easier to hear the inspiration and then take action. And this has led to a fabulous last two weeks. I've I've really connected more to everything I've been doing, and I'm looking forward to this group as well. We're going to have about 100 people going through it all over the world. And in this group, if you join, you get to invite a friend for free. If you'd like more information, I can have a, I have a whole package of information I can send you. It's about five pages long, and it'll tell you everything that we know so far. So send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And also, please remember to like and subscribe and share it with your friends and leave a review and a comment and all that great stuff. We appreciate everything you do to help us, and we couldn't do it without you. So thanks so much, and let's get going with this show. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Let's talk about Greenville. Okay. Greenville, South Carolina. I had, coincidentally, my niece, Emily, was moving from Maine to Greenville, South Carolina, of all places. So I met her there and took her around and she applied for a job. We looked at apartments, had a great time. And then she left at the same time you came in. So you get to meet her. Yeah, that was fun. We <laughs> went out to lunch. I'd wanted to meet her for a while. She's cool. But all the different places she could have gone. What a coincidence she went to Greenville. Yeah, well, isn't that perhaps why I went to Greenville? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason you went to Greenville. It's the only reason I went to Greenville. We would never have gone to Greenville. Turns yeah. out Greenville is a super, super cute town. Great town. Historic. Awesome. Has this beautiful mm -hmm. river running through the middle of Maine of uh, downtown. Very cool place. Yeah. All right. So you had a vision prior to coming, and you started to tell me about this vision that you had about where we were staying in our Airbnb. Right. So I 
had you had made the reservations, so I, I had no information on it. But sometimes you'll send me photos. So I texted you and said, you know, did you send me photos? And you had not, which was great because I didn't know if I had seen it already. It's so confusing to me. So what I saw was the outside of a building looked like a, a corner with columns. I saw looking out from a balcony, I could see these like four or five blue table umbrellas. I see trees on a street and then I could see a street sign over to the right. It was unusual because it was a black street sign with yellow lettering. And I just, I can't read the lettering, but it's bright yellow and it, it seems like a long word. And I, I think that was about it. There may have been some other things that I saw, but then I had a vision, which is like a, comes to me very quickly, but it's like a little movie and it downloads fast. And then, and I feel it. And it's funny, I get past, present, future, sort of a wheel spinning, and then I can watch this movie. So I saw a whole scene of us sitting on the balcony and talking, and then you leaving to go to do something and agreeing to meet me out front later. And then there was more to it, but I chose not to tell you because I wanted to see what happened. It was early in my getting future vision, so I wasn't really sure what would happen if I told you about it yeah this was more than a year ago and so uh we've obviously talked about this many times before but to remember it all because there was a lot of stuff that happened in that trip <laughs> so so we'll try and tell this story as best as we can but the first thing we did was we got out went downstairs walked on main street cute little town not thinking anything at all and we sat on these benches that were there on the street and then you said <laughs> yeah i asked you if you could hear this noise and the best way i could describe it was it sounded like the trees were talking there's a a common voiceover sound in a crowded room that's like murmur 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 <laughs> people talking and it was a little bit like that but uh but it was the trees there was so much traffic noise and street noise and the wind was blowing a little bit but this wasn't that it was definitely something different yeah, yeah and i couldn't hear anything and then you got what a vision another vision or well this was different because i didn't get the spinning wheel that i'm accustomed to where it's sort of in the back of my head this wheel starts to spin that says past present future past present and i sort of have to decide if what i'm seeing this wasn't like that i was just sitting there and i heard this sound then and all of a sudden it was just silence and looking in front of me my eyes were open. It wasn't a closed eye thing, but it was that everything around disappeared and it was if it was just grass and trees, maybe the way it would have been 200 years ago. And it was just nothing there. And then very quickly, like a slideshow or a, you know, a set of slides, it just these <laughs> pictures just sideways, the side of them just lined up. And, and I would say there were hundreds of them. It was really fast. And I really didn't know what was happening. And it was like, I could focus on one and sort of pull it out and look at it. And what I could see was what I figured out was what had happened in that area in different time periods. So I looked at one and it was not really a moving picture. It was a still picture, but it was all in color and then put it back and pulled out another one. So one was looked to be what I guessed was Civil War. I'm not much of a history buff, but that's what I, I guessed from what I could tell. 
And then another picture was a parade that looked like it was probably in the 50s that was coming down that main street. It was a little strange. I really think I stopped there and just and then tried to describe to you what had just happened. And we had no idea. Yeah. And then you saw Sarah and Toby. What did you see there? <sighs> yeah. Um, well, what I saw was more I think it was Toby and it was walking down to what I guess would be the whatever direction I'm going to say south but I don't think that's right um, maybe more west down this hill the street away from Main Street and before we went on this trip I had a little bit of a vision of a map that led in that direction so and we had tried to figure out we did find a mill or something that was in this area that I had found. So what I think was Toby and it was like to follow him. It was, and this was, was definitely not a physical thing that I saw. It was just a, a third eye sort of vision. And I had this image of him walking. And so I just, let's, let's go this way. Right. Didn't I just say, let's just, just walk down here. Cause something's pulling me. Let's go. Yeah. And we walked and it was as we were walking, then it hit me again was another image a vision of sarah in the house and well this girl in the house i didn't know who it was yet girl in a house and then this guy outside of the window watching her in the house right so. and that was toby and both of them were slaves in this area sometime in the 1800s right yeah i mean and and from the vision it was pretty easy to surmise what was going on but what our connection was to them i had no idea and so it was you know she was definitely in the house and the old man that was that was there in the house was you know physically not really attacking her but it was definitely a sexual encounter she wasn't interested in but she was a slave i could tell and toby was obviously not happy you know outside just watching, really trying to make sure that she was okay. There wasn't much he could do. Right. Yeah. And then what happened? <laughs> and then what happened? Then it she came out. seems like it jumped. Um, it jumps a bit, right? So it's, it's not like I'm seeing um, a, a perfect movie where then she walks out of the room and I follow her outside. The next thing that I really remember seeing was her um, going after Toby outside and really giving him a hard time saying, you know, what are you doing? You're going to get caught. You're going to get in trouble. I'm fine. Let me handle this, right? But why do you always do this? You're going to get me killed. You're going to get yourself killed. What are you doing? And then we realized, how did we realize that these were our past lives? I was Toby. You were Sarah. Um, you know, I, it was very, I know this, it was clear. It was very clear, but I can't remember exactly what, it was that was i don't know if it was just information a message that i got over the course of it uh or as we as we kept going if little things that happened we we got to understand it and i think it was more that way i don't know that there was one big bomb that dropped i think that i asked i said who are these people and then i think you said they're us in a past life mm. 
Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> See, <laughs> so much is happening when this stuff is going on that I, I hardly remember. But I know there was a point where my interest in it went from curiosity to this is important, right? It was almost obsession with me with, you know, finding what I was pulled to find. I know we walked out later that night in, it was more evening time and I could feel a pull to go in a direction. I got the name of a house. I remember it was something, something Lynch. I, I don't, I don't know, something. There was some kind of a name of the house and you were looking things up on Google and I was walking down the street trying to feel which way I was being pulled and I was saying, no, it's not this way, it's this way. And I remember quite a bit of time doing that. Yeah. Walking around. All right. So after that though, still in the daytime, we were walking down Main Street. We walked down to the river and walked down to all those areas and stuff and it was cool. And mm -hmm. then did I ask you, was this the first time we did this where I asked you how old the building was? You know, that's another one that I can't remember how we discovered that ability, but I do believe that's what it is because I had seen the things that had occurred on that street earlier in the day. I think what happened was we walked and as we were coming up Main Street, we sat down, just we're sitting down on this sort of statue thing. It was really kind of, the statue was hot, right? And we sat down and I had my back or a bench or something. I had my back to a building. And I think you said, can you tell what was here or when that building was built? So I, I said, well, is there anything on it that would tell me? I, I remember that. And so you walked up to the building and you came back and you said nothing that you can see from here so i turned around and looked at it and i was able to just go back to when it was there were just a bunch of bricks and dirt and and i told you when it was the year i gave you the year and you said that's right and we both yeah. freaked out <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh by the way on that bench we we're sitting on main street um, we had figured out that the old man in this story was McBee. And this McBee guy was really instrumental in the founding of Greenville in the early days of it and had uh, done a lot of you know philanthropic things for it and started the college that was there. And we were on McBee Ave, <laughs> the corner of McBee and Main Street. Main Street. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so then that got us walking down the street and you would run a little bit ahead of me. And some of these old buildings have the dates right stamped right in the side or there are little plaques on the street that say, so you were running ahead of me and you would come up with a building and then you would stand in front of whatever it was that would give the date away. And then I would walk up and stand in front of it and look at it and tell you what the date was. And we it kept being right. And I, I just couldn't, I remember, I couldn't believe it. I said, this is not right. Yeah. And so was, another one was, I said, okay, now do this building. And you said, oh, that's weird. There's two dates in this one. The first date is 1877, but another date is like 1931. And we're looking at the building and it's completely a art deco. art deco so obviously it was not in the 1800s in the 1900s and i said oh maybe your spidey sense is off here <laughs> so yeah. so we're like huh, how'd you get that wrong 
And then we turned a quarter and then there's another plaque that says this building was built in 1931 on the former grounds of the first bank in Greenville built in 1877. I do remember your face. You, you went and read this thing and you were just shaking your head. You said that I can't believe this. What you were like, you were right. There were two buildings here. And um, yeah, I think that was when we really, I said, man, this is actually a thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. We can't monetize it though. I'm trying to figure out how to, no, how to makes get paid. It, yeah, <laughs> I know. I tell people that all the time. I can't make a living doing any of this stuff. It's all just party tricks that are stupid. <laughs> um, also, we were sitting down outside at this uh, cafe, and you asked me, "Who is?" I said, "Oh, who is?" I better not say the last name. Who is Mary Ellen Blank? And you said, well, that's that's my friend Bruce's wife. And I said, oh, his last name is that. I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't know. I knew you had a friend named Bruce, but yeah. it's not like we've been together for 20 years and I knew that stuff. I had no idea. And you said, was everything okay with her? She says, it's nothing wrong. And I said, no, I don't get the sense anything is wrong. Everything's fine. It's just her name and it's really loud right now, like just this name. And I think, you know, maybe... You, we even talked about, well, maybe you should give him a call or I, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. I, you said, well, does it mean anything? I don't think so. I don't know. His name just popped in. And then a day or two later, you were talking to Bruce well, on the phone, right? Yeah. Hold on. Because I was like, oh, I hope nothing bad happened to her. Or like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you know, all in the 3D, uh, something is wrong thing. Right. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were all, I, and I kept saying, no, there's nothing I'm not getting a sense of anything wrong. I just get her name like there's some kind of connection here, something, but it doesn't feel bad. Nobody's sick. Nobody's died. It's not like that. It's just her name and it it's very neutral. So Yeah. So we didn't do anything, but it turned out that was her birthday. That yeah. Day. You talked to Bruce a few days later. You said, you're not going to believe this. But the other day when you got her name, that was on her birthday. So yeah. <laughs> I said, see, you stick with me. You'll, you won't miss anything. You just, yeah, you're but like you got to call these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to call these people. <laughs> How did you get my mom? Oh, well, that had happened before this weekend. You were talking about your mother on the phone. And I said, I had a Q and a K. Remember, I had a yeah, Q but, and a K initial. I said really loud, I've got this Q and K initial, and I wasn't connecting it to your mother. Yeah. You but went, that was, oh, my God. That was before, so we had we had a whole session right. with my mom and a whole reading and everything. But yeah. specifically about Greenville, how did that come up? In my original session with her, she mentioned her birthday. And I said her birthday is on this date. So you remember and, it from that? Uh-huh. Oh, my. Well, you or you did. I, I mean, one of us did. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I know we talked about it. I said she wants a birthday party. So we yeah. we intended to remember it from that original session. So your oh, mom would like okay. a birthday would like a birthday party. She'd like to celebrate a birthday. So we knew that was coming up. And I think one of us said, Okay, it's her okay, we should let's do something. We're gonna go get cupcakes, we're gonna do something and celebrate. Yeah, she said she your wanted a cake birthday. or something. Right. Yeah, she wanted a celebration, she said. Yeah. How how about yeah, how many people get their deceased mother um, tells them they want a birthday, a birthday celebration? I <laughs> think very few. <laughs> so we went, to, we walked we, over to Publix, and while we're in Publix, I saw the scratch-off tickets. Right, so there's this big box. There were probably 
what 20 different possible scratch off tickets you can get i go yeah the big oh rolls God. of them yeah so the dollar signs monetization we can finally monetize your skills <laughs> <laughs> so all we have to do i say christy just pick out the ones that have the winners on them and we'll just buy those <laughs> <laughs> i love those that that's such a four-letter word just <laughs> just <laughs> just <laughs> okay just do this yeah how come yeah. that doesn't work? Jeez. Anyway, describe what you saw when you were trying to pick out a, a, a scratch-off ticket. Well, when I looked in the case and just focused a little bit, I when I thought I saw one roll of them just sort of light up a little bit. And and then as I stood there and watched it, the light up would move around like whack-a-mole from this roll to this roll. So as soon as I would say lucky sevens, the light had moved to another role. So I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know, don't pick this one, do pick this one. I had no idea what it was. So I just picked one because it's, it, there was just no way for me to get it. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't a winner, I don't think. Well, <laughs> we might have won $2 or something. I don't think we won anything. I think we got like 10 I don't think, think we did. didn't win a penny. But the, so what we're assuming is that there's a ticket in that role that has some winning money on it right and what we've learned from talking to white light about this and about poker and other things is that there's nothing on those cards that they just become what they are when someone starts scratching them off and it will always go to the person that is the most vibrational match to it which doesn't mean it's a good thing, right? It could be you have a vibration that you're never going to win because it won't serve you in any way. And so you don't win. You know, it turns out to be nothing. And then there's a vibration that you are going to win, but that is going to lead you in a manifestation event or some some other event that's not what you think it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So you so literally there is no way for us to figure out because we can't really get into the vibration of it either. You know, because no. it's that it's not the vibration of the money; it's the vibration of the experience that that, that would be. And you know, one thing we've really realized is to be in the to be in the vibration of the experience you want is the vibration of surprise and delight. Yep. And when we have it, when you have an well. attachment to an outcome, you sort of thwart the surprise and delight thing because it's not going to surprise you. You assume right. that we could use your power to pick out the fifty thousand dollar winner. And when it's the $50,000 winner, that's just what we assumed. But it's, it's not going to surprise and delight us that much. I mean, it would for me. Universe, <laughs> guidance, supporters. It would surprise and delight me a lot. Uh, it would. Right. Yeah, they also said that what, what I have to do is choose the numbers myself and make the numbers that are drawn or scratched off be those numbers and i i don't understand that answer very right. well you don't want to choose the lottery number that's going to win you want to choose a number and then create the ping pong balls coming up in that order that's the way you do yeah. it right yeah yeah but then there's a million different layers going on here and a million different vibrations of all the different people and all the different situations and all the different things that are going on <laughs> So it's, it's not going to be an easy way to is, do it. Yeah, no, it's not. It is absolutely not. So, so yeah, we'll that go was along. An interesting trip. 
will go along with the thread of my mom. We buy her candles and a, and a cupcake, and now it's <laughs> evening time, and we go back to the room, and we light this cupcake and sing happy birthday. And then I'm like, let's see if she can blow out the candle. Yeah. <laughs> and she says to me, I could blow it out, but it would freak him out. <laughs> 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 she said she could blow it out easily. It would freak me out, which it would have for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would not have liked that at all. I don't think with so much stuff we've seen in the last year, I think now I could handle it. We've seen a lot. You can handle it. That would be nothing compared to the stuff we've seen. <laughs> right. It's just that would freak you out. Yeah. <laughs> we did walk down at night after that we went back on the street and was main street and was now maybe say 11 o'clock or so and you had a pull towards something and what you had a pull towards you said Kilgore you're getting his name kill or lewis is that what it was okay yeah. it goes in this direction we're walking towards it and and you, you didn't have the whole name you may have had kill gore or gore kill something like that <laughs> And we're walking in this direction, and then we give up. But we did pass this metaphysical store, which was in your uh, initial vision, right? That's one of the things you saw it was. was this metaphysical store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could see the that it was a metaphysical store. The colors were, I could see the sort of chakra colors. And the word, I think I saw either the word sacral or sacred or yeah. something. I didn't see the whole name of it, but. Yeah, and there it was. Well, that's weird because we saw it then. It was generally right across the street from this condo building where we were staying. It was up not a right bit. across yeah, the street, but a just a block or so. And we had an experience a day later where we it disappeared. Well, that's the whole thing. A place <laughs> called the Sacred Chakra, maybe. I think it's called. I think it is Sacred, Sacred Chakra. Chakra, right on Main Street. So we were like, "Oh, that's cool. We should go in that store," you know, and. For the next three days, that store was gone. We could not find it anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. It wouldn't show up on Google Maps. We could not. We looked for it. Could not find. It. In fact, it was between our hotel and the Starbucks we went to every single day. Every day, and we could not find it. It was like it was. And like, did we really see this thing? That was another possibility. Okay. Right. So anyway, different uh, timeline. Different timeline. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this weekend too. All right. So uh -huh. the next day, we said, let's go out and find this Kilgore Lewis house. Right. And so we were, you were, took us to where you thought it was, and then it wasn't there, which is weird. I mean, you, you can men, you can psychically know where it is. And so you went, we went pretty close to where it was. And then I look it up and I said, no, it's at the end of Main Street. It's another like five blocks from here. And you're like, that's really weird. So we ended up walking over there. And it was just this house that uh, was built in the 1800s and was now a museum and had beautiful grounds and stuff, but it was closed when we were there. So we walked around that and there wasn't much more that we could see. But then next to it was this huge cemetery. And so we said, let's go see if Toby and Sarah are buried there. I don't know if they had gravestones for slaves back then anyway, but we walked around that for a while and went to an area that seemed like those could have been where they buried slaves and stuff, but we couldn't find anything. But you were getting some stuff from that cemetery, weren't you? I was. There was, I remember walking toward the, which is maybe the back or the front, but an end of it. And there were 
little stone markers, but they didn't say anything on them. And I walked by one and the energy of it was like, it was intense as there's something, something here, but I don't think we ever figured out exactly what it was. Yeah. We worked for a while. Then we, then we crossed the street. There was another big cemetery there. And this was the cemetery that McBee was supposed to be buried at. And so we walked around looking for his and no luck in finding that either. But looking back, I can see how we were guided because what's the next thing that you saw? That was when Sarah walked up to me. We were walking. It was getting hot, I think. We were getting warm. We had been walking and walking, and it wasn't something we expected to do. I think we had discovered that the house that we were looking for had been moved, right? We went, and I said, it's here, and it wasn't. And then you did some research and found, oh, my God, it had been picked up and moved, right? That's that's why. So it was moved right from where you thought it was to this new location back in the 70s. Yeah, it was so crazy. Yeah, I saw so, they had pictures of the of the parade and stuff moving in. It was a big deal for the right. town. Yeah, big deal. So as we're walking up this hill, I was really starting to think, oh, stop, go get lunch, something. And I had this feeling behind me of just someone behind me. And it just it was just please keep going, keep going, keep going. And I don't know. I I really thought that it had to be one of them, something, right? One of them. And then as we kept kept going, then I had a front actual visual of her that was, you know, just, it was a, a thank you, it was gratitude, but it was still, please keep going. And she handed me, now, it, not literally, but it was all, this sort of sentient psychic vision, this broom and the broom was wrapped. It was really old, looked like just really sticks and twigs, but it was definitely a broom and it was wrapped in this silky white ribbon. And she handed it to me and smiled. And that's when I could see her eyes and her smile without, you know, she didn't really show her teeth at all. It was just this grateful, thank you, keep going. And I didn't really understand. And then I think you said something about the Broom was a wedding. Yeah, it's a it's a wedding ritual or tradition. It's called jumping the broom, I believe, when you get married in that slave community. That was pretty interesting too. But I do think that we ended that for the day, but continued the next morning. And so it was like we were tired and we we're gonna go back and everything, but we would have to go back and try and look for this thing again. Because we, I think we were pretty much done after not finding them in the graveyard. We were on to other things, but so this came at this time. Don't give up. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. As we were still, I mean, we were interested in sitting and channeling and recording. We were doing that for hours. Oh, yeah. Back That's then. most of what we're doing is in the room. And I was even, yeah, I even had a Joshua live session in the NBA. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And we did a Joshua live that, that Friday as well, too. So there was so much going mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus Serafina was going on, too. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, conversations so anyway the next morning we decided to go out and get some coffee and we're like let's go see if we can figure out where this house was moved from and that took a lot of digging you know maybe there was something about where it was located before and check out that area and so we did a lot of research on the internet and found out where it had been moved from which was almost exactly where you thought it was but there was this gigantic church there then I had to dig into the public records and find the lot and find out how the lots were 
originally set up because the church had been expanded. The church was very old from the 1800s, but had been expanded, 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 and now took up this whole city block. And all of it was pretty modern except for this original chapel that was there. This is a city block. We're walking around, and finally we end up in the parking lot. I said, yeah, this is where it would have been because of the, this is the one street here and the one street here, and this is where the lots were, so the house would have been right about where we are now. And you sit down on a curb, and I just keep walking around and trying to figure out where that house might have been. And then you stand up and come walking to me in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what I what I remember is walking through that parking lot and getting this sense of, wait, stop. Stop, stop. And so I sat down on this little curb that was surrounding a tree. And what I could see, I mean, my eyes were closed. It was it was terrifying, really. And I, I don't typically get a lot of emotion, but in this, there was a lot of emotion. And it was, I could see Sarah and she was actually being raped and beaten by several men. I mean, there were several, there were seven, eight. I mean, it was, it was a lot. In, in broad daylight, right? It was, well, it was, yeah, there was a barn of sorts, right? It wasn't a nice barn, but there was definitely some shelter on the back side of it and then one side was completely open so it was maybe more of a lean-to or something like that right okay. but there were things there and then i could see toby and he was tied up but right there where he could see everything it was really incredibly intense you were i could see you you know sort of walking around pacing i don't really know what you were doing at the time you were just pacing around there I saw this, but then very quickly what I saw was it, I could see Toby at his, it was like he, he went from anger to just sort of invincible in a way. I mean, he didn't, wasn't like he completely broke free, but he just, and when he did, there was just a, a crack, a very loud noise. I didn't know, was it, you know, gunshot, lightning bolt was something. And, and then within seconds, all these men just scattered. But I had been able to see the interchange between Sarah and Toby. And that was probably the most emotional thing for me really was that I could just see what they were saying to each other without speaking. And mm -hmm. so that was really, I can almost cry now because it was, it was so emotional. It was so intense. So what had happened was that Toby somehow shifted his perspective from rage to this isn't real. And then this huge lightning bolt hit maybe that barn or something to scare him. But what they were doing is they were, they had obviously found out about them and there was a dynamic of we're going to kill you for this and probably one where toby got a little bit big for his britches and had this superiority complex over them and was yeah. said too much right this was the thing mm -hmm. that sarah had been fearing the whole time and so there's like really powerful especially for you but i could Right now, I have a complete, absolute vision of it as if it's a movie I watched. So we, we walked <laughs> back. Yeah, we walked back to the same exact bench, coincidentally, 
that we sat the first time we saw them. And we're talking to Seraphim, your inner self, about what was going on there. She explained a little bit about what happened after the fact that that they ended up getting married and having a daughter. Is that right? Son. Having Boy, a son. I think it was a son. I think it was a son. What had happened was because we were on the exact same location where they were at that time, they received our shift in perspective. They had access to my perspective or Toby had access to my perspective. And that's when he realized this wasn't real. And the moment he thought that and became that, then the lightning bolt hit the barn and scared, scattered everyone, scared everyone off. So then Toby appears right in front of you, right where we're sitting on that bench. And you say to me, Toby's right here. And I'm standing up. And he goes, he's giving you emotion. You know, he's giving you a, he's doing something. What is he doing? And so I put my hands together and I bowed. And that's what he had, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It was really, really crazy. Most and then, well, you saw him for a bit. Yeah. Because he did that. And then, right. Yeah. His arms up. And you saw you were seeing it. And yeah. it's, it's so interesting because you, you doubt, I mean, you don't doubt that, but you doubt it because you don't see it with your physical eyes, but your consciousness sees it. And I didn't even really see it. I, it sort of was just knowing that's what he did. You know, it wasn't a vision. It was just a, a little bit of a vision, but mostly it was knowing what, what he did. So I think he apparently he built this Kilgore Lewis house. In my mind, he had this, look at me, I can build these houses without being an architect. I had this impression that he was going over the plans and like, you can't do this. This, you know, this is how you got to do it, right? So he had a strong sense of who he was as a slave, was probably very valuable for what he was able to do but yet kept in this society where he's not even human, right? And then that must have been really triggering to other white laborers of that era. But that was the first time we realized that we could, by being on the same location as our past selves, we can transfer or somehow give a connection to our perspective now that will help them and change their life. And as we've learned in other past life experiences we've had, this is what we're doing all the time. But it has to be in that same physical because there is no time. There is no time. And and actually, there's no space either. Well, it seems like but there's space we had to be in the same place. <laughs> well, we do. And I have to be in the same place as a building. I have mm-hmm. to be at the same spot to see back in time. So I don't know exactly what that is except this I that dimension of space and time, right? They are turned inside out of each other. So if we are experiencing time in the way we are, if we're standing in that location where the space exists, so it it, it makes sense to me that that's what that's what happens. Now, yeah, I know it's a little weird, but yeah. So maybe next time we'll talk about another past life, which is Marie Sophie and Thomas. Yeah, and we that's did, really interesting. We did the same thing there, too, because we've both been in Paris. It's very interesting, that story. So we'll go that, to that. I love that. That's probably my favorite one is that story. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so that was this action-packed weekend in Greenville because I remember we extended that trip because I went out and did trans-channeling for the first time there. Yeah. Right? That was that weekend, too. Yeah, yeah. that was a busy weekend. All right, so 
now we're leaving our Airbnb and we're going to another Airbnb. So Chris is like, well, the last part of that vision never came true. And I go, oh, this is interesting. You know, I didn't know what it was. So we go and pack everything in the car, go and get lunch. And after lunch, the way we were going took us around the baseball stadium there. And then I turned, made a right and took us back past this ice cream place that we like called Crazy Mason. If you're in Greenville, Crazy Mason. And then, oh, look, we're right down on Main Street in front of our Airbnb place. And so I had this huge inspiration to just park there. So I made a U-turn right there, found a parking spot and get out. And I said, you go down that way. I'm going to go up this way. And I, I have an idea. And so I found the metaphysical store. <laughs> it was right there where we thought it was before. I go in and I find a anklet with a tree of life and a necklace with a tree of life. One thing we've learned is my inner self is Topio, represented by a tree, <laughs> tree of life. And Christy's a seraphim, an angel. Our little thing together is that the angel likes to sit in the tree. So anyway... <laughs> It took me two seconds to get this thing, right? I mean, it was like, they lit up. Boom. Anklet. Boom. Necklace. Opposite sides of the store. Big store. I get this go to the thing. She puts it in a paper bag. And then I come back to meet you. And I can't find you because you're... I, I was expecting you to be in front of the building. So I was going to surprise you. And I had the, the bag in my back pocket. And then I saw you like half a block down. You saw me and came towards me? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah, came towards me. So. And then right when you got close to me, I reached my back pocket and whipped out this package. And that was the vision that you had. Yeah. Well, it was better than the vision I had. Right, so well, in yeah. the vision I had, yeah, I was down the street further and you came up behind me. Like I didn't see you coming up behind me, but you did swing this little bag around around my left side and hand it to me it was a little paper bag and it had like a cookie or brownie it was like a little thing from a bakery right uh -huh. there's this, this cute thing but i didn't want to tell you that part right i said something happens but i don't want to tell you yeah. so when we realized we were at different locations i walked up but then what you did the way you whipped this thing around it it still sort of showed up in the same way, but the, the bag was much more color. Yeah. Same exact sound. And the bag was a different color, brighter color. And then in it was jewelry instead of candy, so <laughs> like, or, you know, bakery stuff. So <laughs> yeah, you were so blown was, away. Was I remember you're express, you know, you looking at this stuff and like, no way this can't be happening. Yeah. I was really, yeah, I was really shocked. And the fun part about it for me was one that it was important to you. You knew that there was a second half of the vision and you knew that it hadn't happened. And it was, you knew something about outside the building, but you didn't know what, because I don't think I would tell you because I didn't want you to know. I didn't want to make it happen. Yeah. And so you and knew about that. And what was cute to me really the whole thing that was so fun was that you were like nope you turned around and you parked the car and you it was important to you that that we did it you know that it happened and you just didn't know what it was but you turned the car around and you said nope go down there because you knew that much that i had said i would meet you out front yeah so you said just go there and i'll be back and that that was enough right there for that me that was what's <laughs> interesting too because now i remember that okay 
she goes down there. So I have to go up this way. So I'm looking at every little store and every little bakery and every little thing. And, and I did look at a bakery initially, and that's what I was going to get. And then I, then I saw the metaphysical store that we could not find before. And suddenly it pops up right there. I'm like, what? It's been there the whole time. This is insane. Right. I go, well, that's got to be the place I got to go. So then I go in there and it's this big place. And it was so effortless finding. This is the key to inspiration. It's effortless finding exactly what you want, exactly at the right time, right there. Perfect. No doubts at all. Then the whole whipping out of my pocket and all that. This is very interesting. Yeah. That part. Definitely didn't have any clue what was going to happen. Then you loving those things so much, too. You know, like yeah. the perfect gift. You're showing your necklace to the listeners. No, I'm showing you it to see you. It. Oh, I was showing it to you. God. <laughs> so she's holding up that necklace right now. She's wearing it. Yeah. So that was unimaginable. The whole weekend together is unimaginable. We left out mm, the most unimaginable parts of this, which are. <laughs> <laughs> we we really did yeah, yeah we really did we so left out a lot right right because there was the yeah. density switch there was free will there was a lot of stuff so maybe oh that'll be God. for another time yeah there's a lot of stuff right what do you think was the most unimaginable part what was what had the most impact on your life of that weekend i think the vision coming true the way it did it was either that's hard to say the vision for was a lot of it of what we told today the vision there's other stuff that we haven't really talked about that I think was as much or more impactful on my life. Yeah. I'm yeah. just talking about the stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the me, vision of having the first introduction to a past life, you and I both thought, eh, that's probably a bunch of crap. You know, everyone who's done a past life, they're always Amelia Earhart or someone they're always famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're always somebody famous. And yeah. I'm like, how was everybody somebody famous yeah. in a past life? It's I was Charlie Chaplin. Okay. You know, sure you were. But in this concept of expansion through experience of life, to see that you had put yourself in this situation to be two slaves. And we didn't talk a lot about Sarah, but Sarah was half, her mother was white and her father was black. Yes. And they said- So she the was a secret. <laughs> yeah, they sent the mother and Sarah to live with McBee, he was a family friend. At this time, McBee's in his 60s because he only moved to Greenville when he was 60, so we're not sure exactly what time this was. But imagine that. How many white women had children from black men in the South in the 1800s? I imagine it's more than we heard about, right? I think it's probably happened, but I know it was for sure a scandal. Like it was disgraceful. Yeah. And so Sarah had blue eyes, right? She did. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Sort of looked like you had big eyes like you do. And really Toby's big, tall, right? Um, Very. Mm -hmm. In my past lives, Topio, most of the names are like that Thomas or Toby or what was the other one? Oh, what was the other one? Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. It was like a Swedish name or a. Anyway. Um, yeah oh yeah um it was like t t u r n or yeah. t o r something like that yeah, yeah. turin or yeah right i forgot and sarah was a you know seraphim there's sarah and sophie and seraph is that interesting 
right and, life, and, not, though, and i'm the only one that's yeah i'm not and that. me too it's weird because yeah. in this life our names mean a lot in your case christina levy so you have the most christian name and the most jewish name together on purpose right, right. And on purpose right gary temple bodley gary spear whose middle name is temple do you know of right temple's a temple and uh <laughs> bodley is old english for a buddha in the clearing right yeah so, so these names were definitely chosen for this life but one time i was asking seraphim when i was talking to Sarah, why did they choose to be slaves and, and was this a horrible life and everything and she said no this is our favorite life uh, um, by the way topio and seraphim always come in together they don't always end up together or they'll meet no. or they don't always get married as they did in this case but they come in together and they impact each other's lives during it and i'm always a man and you're always a woman which is not normal, not usual. But anyway, they said, or Seraphim said, this was the most, the greatest life that they ever had because it was the greatest shift in perspective. That's what they're interested in. How much can you take a shift in perspective over a lifetime? And this was a massive one. Mm-hmm. You know? Really incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then put put that together with the other past lives we saw. It's the, oh my God, this is, this is really, you see how one life expands from another life and that our lives now can impact our past lives. I asked about future lives and they said, those lives are there. They just have not been lived yet. Not been experienced. Not been experienced yet. Anything else that we forgot about this one? I no, think. we're going to have to go back to that trip and tell the other parts of the story. Cause it's good, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another time. This is uh greenfield part a. We'll do a Greenville Barbie. Yeah. I think the next time that we get together, we'll do the Marie Sophie and Thomas story in Paris around 1800. Right. This story was at, past life was after that one in about the 1850s or 60s, right before the Civil War. Toby and Sarah. Yeah. 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 Toby and Sarah was, 18- that was after, after Marie Sophie and Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it is linear in that respect. Mm-hmm. You come It'd be in, a little weird to run into yourself, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you run into yourself. <laughs> another, <laughs> thing you, another thing you learned is that you can't, you can tell the age of buildings built prior to your birth date. Right. Anything yeah. built after my birth date, I draw a blank. Yeah. Anytime after 1982. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I was getting ready to graduate from high school. <laughs> I was Nobody a fresh, knows. Freshman, freshman knows. in high school then. They look at you. You look like you're 30. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here, everyone. If you have any ideas for stories you'd like to hear that are, I mean, could be broad things like aliens, meeting dead people, past lives. What else? What other things that we, what are the subjects? Shapeshifters. Like ghosts. Purple power. Mm-hmm. Um, DNA activations. Yeah. Energy healing. Crystal ball reading. Ooh. Knowing things. The lottery. Chrissy's excellent at telling you the lottery numbers after the lottery's been done. (laughs) It's an absolutely worthless skill. I don't have any skills that are worth a damn. It's, you know, it's a great psychic. Sure. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I can find stuff. I guess that helps people sometimes. I wonder if we can get you. People are happy. 
Yeah, finding stuff. When I find wallets, one. they're very happy about that. That's a fun one. I love yeah. that one. Yeah. We need you to go. There was a, uh, oh, we just watched that movie where the guy could go back 72 seconds or something. 47 seconds. Or 47 something like seconds. <laughs> we need you to go forward 47 seconds. And then we'd come back and then we could just make bets. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that would work. I think it'd be 24 hours would be better. 24 hours would be easier. Yeah. A little less pressed for time. Yeah. All right, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And we will have another episode really soon. If you'd like to hear more about Christy, you can go to ChristyLevy.com. And if you'd like to hear more about me, you can go to TheTeachingsOfJoshua.com. Until then, I hope you have. Oh, I shouldn't say hope. Until then, I trust <laughs> you'll have an amazing week. Have an unimaginable day. Bye.
Well, that was very interesting. Uh, it was quite deep there. You might have to listen to it a few times over again. This idea of surrendering and really just looking forward to what the next step is. You will be taken into that next step. There's nothing you have to do. But when you can hold your perspective up as you go through any experience, you really get all the information. And this is what the key is here. Our limiting beliefs are beliefs that don't have information. As we have experiences, we get more and more information. It fills in the holes in the limiting beliefs and they become empowering beliefs. And then you become more effective and you raise in densities and your intuitive abilities come online and receive more inspiration, have more clarity, build deeper relationships. Physically, you feel better. This is really the idea of coherence. It's unifying the mind, body, and spirit. And with all the stuff we're listening to and the work we're doing in the courses and all that stuff, it's great, but we've sort of left the body behind. And this is what activations do. They switch on certain genes and prepares your body for exactly what you're going through. You may have heard of this idea of ascension symptoms, and this is because the body has been left behind. You're rising in densities and these activations enable the body to exist within these higher densities without the fear. As we move forward into higher densities, what we're doing is we're releasing limiting beliefs because we can't take those with them. But there's a lot of fear, energy, uh, trauma from childhood that's trapped in the body. What I noticed on my last activation, I could feel the fear leaving. I could feel it moving around in my root chakra and sacral chakra, which you know a year ago, I would have called you woo-woo for thinking about this stuff. But I've seen so much evidence in the last year of people really being helped and especially in their body through these activations. Mine was no exception to that. I feel absolutely amazing in my body. I have so much energy. Uh, there's no aches and pains. I feel like I'm 20 years old, almost like I'm high on some drug. And all you do is lay there and you have a blindfold on and you listen to it. You won't understand it. It works on its own. There's nothing you have to do, which is nice. There's no uh, assignments and no reading and no daily spiritual practice. You just do a special meditation during the week. And then on the weekend, you listen to your activation. So if you'd like to be part of this group, we're starting December 2nd. I think it'd be an amazing thing to try. All you need to do is send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And I will send you a packet of information. It's about five pages. You can read everything that we know. And if you're in this group too, you can invite a friend for free. You split the cost with them, whatever you like to do. It's $1.99, so it's not very expensive. And you don't have to pay it all once. You can pay a deposit now and pay as you go through the next four weeks. All right. Well, thanks again for being here and like and subscribe and leave a review and do all that stuff you do that, uh, you know, we really don't don't have any interaction with a lot of the people who are listening. And so when you leave a comment and we get to read about what you think about this show and that uh, this is having an impact on you, it's wonderful here for us to see that. So thanks again for everything. And until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.